Breaker, what's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for bookstores, cool chatbots, and the explosive relationships you'll only find in. You've got mail. Well, rhythm. Your modems. Or an earful of you've got mail. The Ultimate Hacker Podcast. Fans of cinema. Cyber. Hope I'm much alike. That is, if you're not some no good. Superstore. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little internet protocol. And we'll even have a something for your inbox. You got mail. Yes. Those are very powerful words. Hello and welcome to an earful of You've Got Mail. I'm That's Alan. Right. Hello, uh, Herbie Ockles here. That's right. That's right. That's right. It is right. right, and, and uh, you are in the right place, for that measure, uh, if you want to hear uh, two hours of wonderful analysis about the movie You've Got Mail, 1998. Uh, and and it, we have a very, it's a very special edition today. This is the first time it's a two-day recording. It, yeah, we're going we're gonna to lap it. We're going to loop it, lock it, and lap it. We're going to go past the midnight hour. So I hope you've got some your... possibly poor planning has led this to be a late night recording. I'd say for me, uh, I, I hit my stride. Uh, I, I say, I'd say uh, um, a co-host Alan is not as much of a night owl. So let's see how I this goes. To, yeah, I tend to fall asleep often before ten, accidentally. <laughs> yeah, tell, uh, tell some of the things. I, <laughs> I feel like you have a you have a nice ability to like fall asleep in the middle of things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just kind of, you know, as long as I'm in a, not even really necessarily a comfortable position, just as long as I'm in a position. I mean, um, you aren't, you aren't like, you know, a big <laughs> YouTube streamer or whatever, but there are <laughs> multiple streams in which you're playing a video game and fall asleep in, 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 in the video. So let's hope that doesn't happen here. Yeah, that, that could, it has, it has happened in the past. It can happen again. Um, so yeah, so we're, it's, we're going to call this, you know, it's the late night edition. Of I, an earful you've got there now. Is, this is a little bit sparse as far as five minutes. And then, uh, I don't know about, uh, I think you'd need more caffeine. You should, no, you I'm, I'm fine. I'm fi- so I had a Red Bull, uh, and now, and I recommend you do this as well, because we're, we're coming up on the Hour of the Wolf here. Uh, you're going to want your, um, I really should have gotten a glass of vodka, but it's not a glass of vodka. Instead, it is a bourbon. So... That's dangerous. Oh, we'll, we'll be we'll be fine. We'll see. The first hour is gonna be fine. I have I have no potent puddles in front of me. In fact, I have two highly caffeinated things. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, famous theme song. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be the famous theme song. It could be any.
right, it's time for news, fuse, feuds, and screws. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I hope you have a lot of stuff to introduce here. Um. Well, in in news, in news, there's no news. That's what I've heard. Okay. Uh, feuds. Any feud updates? Did Megan Day apologize yet? I've got no apologies online. Okay. I have instigated a few times. I've 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 bugged her. Keep poking. You want to just keep poking that uh, that thread. You know, just be like every every you know every two weeks, one week, week and a half. Some people call me the gadfly of, this, of the Champagne Socialist left, uh, <laughs> and uh, I hopefully I get results here. Yeah, a little, uh, little Twitter poke. But now but, and then. but right now, no results. All right, um, and then uh, views views. Uh, I got no views. I um, I have a few of uh, my office right now. Well, I, yeah, okay, something. That's uh, okay. And then um, screws. Did we did we mess anything up last time? Not that I know, except that I once again promised that I was uncovering the backlog, and I've uh, because I've been uh, batching it. Uh, sure. Actually, I have uh, dug myself further in a hole, but uh, trust me, the six episodes in the Earful Vault are coming out very soon. Okay, very good. And then, yeah, I mean, we do a preemptive screw in the in the case that I do fall asleep during oh, this no. episode. We'll, we'll just flag that ahead of time. That would be a screw. So we'll just... Provisional you know, screw. Provisional screw, falling asleep during... Uh, what is this, episode... 19... Nineteen. Wow! Look at that. Look at us. Uh, look at us. Uh, question for you is uh, how much time we've left? Because uh, in this song, in the whole in the whole episode, no, in this song, I'm oh, just wondering. Just if we, song. Let's save some time and, and, and ditch it. Well, uh, I would say let's actually stick it out. Um, I don't. I don't think we can afford it. I think we actually can. <laughs> All right, this is the key line pie interlude. I might be I might be touchy because I was hearing uh, complaints from previous guest uh, Diego about how he's grown to hate the theme song. That's the whole point of the theme song. Well, uh, but it, the customers. I, 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 right. I'm not saying generally the, the, the listeners hate it, but only Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Correct. <laughs> okay. Good. Glad we're on the same page about that. Um, so the, the, this is a new new interlude it's nice yes and i thought we could use it to do key lime pie that sounds good i like it key lime pie this is where we each pick uh, one key line from these five minutes a key line that basically kind of gives you a, a cracks it open kind of kind of gives you a, a peek inside kind of reveals a slice the soul. a slice a slice of, of life of life a slice of delicious key line line life life uh, okay, um, so we are going to go... We're in, of course, in wireclub.com slash chat slash room slash 30s underscore chat. Wireclub, where people meet. Where people meet. And um, we are going to go ahead and paste our lines after the countdown to each other and read them off 
which line encompasses these five minutes. You will find out very soon as I we have count mine down. typed in. I hope yours is. Well, aren't we going to do the countdown first here? Well, I'm just saying it's typed in. I'm ready to press enter. Well, okay, sure. Right. Just like ready? that okay, scene right. in the movie, you got mail, not telling you. Okay, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Father, Father and, and son, son together. together. I'm reading my own. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Off to a roaring start. Three, three, two, two one. At least you didn't marry her. Together at last. <laughs> it's tough. I didn't. I. It sh I read the one that showed up first in the chat room. So, <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, it, 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 we have similar usernames. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. great. Not, not a match. So, no, not a match. But I think two good lines. A thematic match. Yeah. So, father and son together at last. At least you, you didn't, didn't marry, marry her. Me. That together is. Yeah. That could be a. That could be a, a rhyming couplet. Um, it's interesting because actually in the time in the movie where it says at least you didn't marry her in the script that's where they say father and son together at last oh so arguably okay. a match arguably a match alright that has been key, key. line, line. Hi. see it's it's, it's it, ooh, ooh we're cracking something yeah we're cracking some spoilers If you ask me, that is correct. All right. Wow, we're yeah, we're burning through it. This is who let? Nope, it's not. This is you've got spoilers. That is correct. <laughs> uh, this is where we take the veritable spoilers eye view. We we crack open these five minutes. Uh, really, I think this this podcast it tries to be something for for old timers as well as people who have never heard of the movie You've Got Mail. Yeah, uh, this this podcast is if you're over seventy, this podcast is for you. That's that's my number one goal, uh, but uh, but 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 uh, yeah. So, uh, but in case you don't know what this is, the the movie, who we are, where you are, uh, we're going to tell you what happens in these five minutes, and then you can figure out what to do for yourself. I have the uh, the summary right in front of me, and should I just go? Um, you should not. You should actually stop. All right, now you can go. Joe tells Kathleen about his breakup, and she tells him about the feeling of loss that she has upon losing her store because it was her mother's legacy and reminded her of what it felt like to lose her mother. Upon reading her depressing email, <laughs> Joe decides he wants to be in her life, not letting her know that he's NY152, what? but in her life, this nonetheless, five minutes. as her friend... Meanwhile, Joe's father also gets divorced and moves into the boat. Moves into the boat. Telling Joe about all the divorces he had and how he moved into the boat after each one of his numerous divorces. After having his heartfelt conversation with his father, and then we'll stop. Okay, nice. All right, yeah, that was, that was solid. I mean, uh, solid with one... One, uh, one issue. One issue. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Eh, you can nitpick here, you can nitpick there, but at the end of the day, well, like... We can live with it. You can live with it. And that has been... Who you let the spoilers. Who let... Who... <laughs> I'm staring at a thing that says, who let the dogs out? So it's really hard for me not to say, who let the spoilers out? All I right, that is harder not to say, who let the dogs out? <laughs> that, has, that has been... You've got dog. You've got... <laughs> that has been, you've got cocktail. Ooh, 
all right. Those are always, you know, it's always a bit of a bit of a bit of a dicey. Well, this you know. is nice. I look. I'm mixing it up today. I think we're in desperate need of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's you know you gotta. This is real good. Uh, it's this folder keeps on giving. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been. I mean, for years. There's really only one. <laughs> there's it's a, it's a couple duds. There, uh, there's really there's really one. There's one. There's one major dud, uh, which you know we all remember. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the one we I have I have do not play in front of it in all capital letters. Well, the, the real dud is, <clears throat> is, is is more uh, <laughs> less uh, I guess less well marked. Uh-huh. Uh, how many other things before we we, we have uh, the setup? We have uh, yeah. How much more time can we spend before talking about these five minutes? Um, I will say so. I mean, maybe if we just want to jump into the setup for a little bit, yeah. we can say, of course, we're in Wire Club as we said earlier. Always. Where and, people meet. Wire, yes. Wire Club. And, and big news. Um, Brian Flanagan has joined the room. <laughs> okay, this is this is someone. This is someone we know. This... I, maybe, maybe not. It's Wire Club Thirties chat. Anything can happen. Um. All right. So, anything on the setup we already mentioned? I've got a. I've got a. A, a nice. Uh, a tipple. Tipple. Dram. Tipple. What do you want? A dram of it's a terrible idea. A dram of bourbon. I, I have drank my third cup of coffee, Ooh, and I've boy. moved on to... Uh, well, the other two are earlier in the day. Uh, and then I also am matching a one-to-one on Red Bull. Sure. See, that's... I'm not at that level. I'm... I had... I had a I had a Red Bull, you know, an hour or so, uh, forty five minutes ago. I, this is a disaster the, happening. Uh, and then and, and then one other aspect. One other aspect to the setup. What's that? We had an unfortunate. Um, we're coming off of an unfortunate uh, loss. Uh, the Dodgers uh, beat. The oh Padres. yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So, and that that explains the lateness of this. Actually, that game was so long we could have recorded this before it and still seen the end. Um, but uh, what what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, I, if 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 uh, if that baseball game worked out better for you, I bet you mean positive spirits be jumping, bouncing off the walls. But yeah, instead, but now as you can tell, I'm very dour. It's not. This is not good. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I also one final piece. Everything's the same except I am drinking both the coffee and this Red Bull now out of uh, 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 unusual conic co- cocktail uh, cocktail. Excuse me. Uh, coffee mm. mug. Okay. Uh, the Crimson Light. Uh, the my, Crimson Lights mug. Yes. Yeah, it's a great mug. Hmm. Yeah. From the hit show Young and the Restless. It's true. It's a great mug. I I I, I give it a high high rating. Okay, so uh, that's all I got. I'm ready to go on and uh, just get this whole thing started. Let's get to the sink. Sounds good. Uh, hello, folks. This is the sink. Well, you know what to do. What you? Well, I mean, you know, we. Can you know what you. to do. Let's let's play our let's play our sink theme. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. What a disaster. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> oh, this is the sink. 
not never welcome, again. Welcome, welcome to the sink. Anything's possible. Welcome to the sink. Also, one more piece of setup. Oh. I'm I'm back to uh, a piece it. of paper instead of yeah. uh, my uh, King Jim. Just okay. Pa- paper is king. Woo. Okay, the sink. Uh, yeah, sink the sink. Is- so. Y- you yeah. You want to give the instructions this time? Yeah, I think let's keep it uh, nice and short, nice like ten words. Uh, take the five minutes and cue it up. The nineteenth five play. The nineteenth five minutes of the movie. You've got mail. You're gonna loop it. You're gonna lock it. Uh, you've hopefully already chunked it, and we're gonna play it together. That at is the same true. Time. So uh, yeah. I'm ready to go. If you're ready to go, I've got my fing- My finger is on the button. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Chemical now Brothers, I'm- man. Uh, okay, uh, yep, and we're going to count it down. Great. Yeah. Five, 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 five four, four, three, two, one. Four, four, three, two, one. Three, three, three two, two, one. One. two, 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 one. 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 Time dilation in general. I can't. I can't quite tell how synced up it is, but we'll know later when we get to people actually talking on screen. Sometime in the by and by. Uh, yeah. So this uh, this is the movie you've got mail. Nineteen five minutes, and let's talk about nineteen ninety eight. A nineteen ninety eight movie by uh, by all measures. Let's talk. And by Nora Ephron. It is by Nora Ephron, co-written by her uh, sister Delia. Let's talk about how many scenes we uh, do here. Okay. Uh, well, there's there's one for sure. I agree. There, there's at least <laughs> one scene. So, um. uh, okay, I've got. Let's see. I've got one, two, three. I've got three scenes. I would personally say there's two scenes, each with two substance. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I could I could get behind that. But, but I mean, okay. Of the two, do you have the first one is split in half, or the second one? I, well, so I actually had... Well, I was hedging a little bit. I said three because I wasn't sure if we were going to split the first one or the second one. I figured we'd split oh, at least one of the two. I figured three was a safe answer. So we have, on average, three scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I would say... I mean, the first one, it is more heavily linked by the voiceover. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, obviously, the, the, the scene in her apartment is all of... Ten seconds yeah, long. Yeah, and we covered it last time. I mean, it's the soup scene. I don't know about that. Well, I'd it, say it's. I'd, I'd say, say, I'd more say than it's, soup. it's certainly confirmed soup at this point. I'm just saying there's soup in it, but I think there's more than soup in it. <laughs> I call it the soup. Real, I mean, I would say like, if there's a soup scene, I'd say it was like a close-up on a can of soup. Mm-hmm. I would call that like a pure I, su- a soup. A scene, scene where someone is eating soup is, I believe, a soup scene. Uh. I mean, yeah, I would, like the movie, like Tampopo or something. Is that a whole soup movie? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, but okay, so let's just let's just go for that. Two scenes, two two sub scenes. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, huge, huge schism between the two major scenes. Two so. very different things here, uh, with a big old black frame between them. Uh, I have I have news about what how how that originally ran later oh. in the show. Uh, it's pretty spicy. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. so we got so so ones we've got Kathleen Kelly on one in one corner. We've got I'm I'm gesticulating wildly with my hands. You can't see. Good. Whatever um, it takes to stay awake. We've got yep. We've got yeah. Kathleen Kelly in one corner. We've got Joe Fox in the other, in the other corner. corner. Yep. And they're each gonna have their own mega scene and their own mini scene. 
Okay, yeah, that sounds right. It's the, the structure is intricate. Yeah. Uh, I would say the first of the sub-scenes is an apartment. Second scene is a closing of the shop. Sure. Uh, scene two, sub-scene one, is uh, father and son reunited. Sure. Fox, Fox, the fox is the, converging on the, street. At, at, on the waterfront. Oh, yes, yes. That's where they got the name from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have In the Boat. In the Boat. Oh, In the Boat. You know, Can't wait boat. for it. I'm... In the boat, we should spend ninety percent of the time on in the boat. We can spend ten percent of the time on all the other things here. That might be overseeing a bit, but not too far. Okay, eighty twenty. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, there's so in the boat is in the boat is everything. In the sure. boat is this movie. All right. Um, in the boat is life. In the boat is uh, life. Okay. So we're gonna go in order. Let's go in order. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, or that one time uh, one we didn't a, go in order was was really actually disastrous. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And one, further so ado, we're going let's, one, one. We're going one a. one one a one b one mini one mega two mini two mega. <laughs> it's a great indexing scheme. <laughs> uh, All right. One dot mini. Let's go. One dot mini. One dot mini. Uh, we'll hear it in just a second, but this is happening in Kathleen. We still have a, a voiceover. As we said last time, it is not at all clear within the text of the movie whether this, in fact, is being sent to Joe. I think it's actually thematically rich if they have transcended their email buds and are just like doing mind emails. I think that would be actually, I'd like to read it that way. I. It didn't even occur to me this could be an email. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I just thought it was her, you know, I wrote down. Well, it mo- happened after him saying, I moved out to the boat. That's fair. That's I. Well, I wasn't really following the through line. I wrote down mope, mope, mope. <laughs> okay. You should be a therapist. <laughs> all right. Let's listen in. It's a lovely store. And in a week, it will be something really depressing, like a baby gap. Former cases who DJ gave baby gap. Soon will just be a memory. In fact, someone, some foolish person, will probably think it's a tribute to this city. The way it keeps changing on you, or the way you can never count on it, or something. I know because that's the sort of thing I'm always saying, but the truth is, I'm heartbroken. I feel as if a part of me has died, and my mother has died all over again. And no one can ever make it right. Now the store, closing the store. And then the ghosts come to play. The, the ghost, the ghost of her mother is twirling the ghost of herself as a kid around. Yeah, it's a, very much like the uh, ballroom scene, the Haunted Mansion. It is actually yes, it is like that. It's probably a half silvered mirror in the store. <laughs> That's a great trick. Yeah. That would, man, you've got male dark right would be would be wonderful. Oh yeah. She's looking. I mean, okay, let's be honest. Um we've watched this a number of times. Sure. Um it's a there's not a whole lot of stuff here. I think if you watch this over and over again, it's a bit like a bit of a burden to kind of watch these. Like, what, what's happening? Like, it is, is a burden. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's well, like two it's, minutes but, with like only a couple sentences said, and sure. not a whole lot of action. It, but also, yes, if you watch this once, 
it's moody and and uh, you know I think it's well delivered. This uh, is it's, it's a very it's a it's a heart rending yes performance. That's what I wrote down. I wrote I wrote uh, mope, well, mope, I, I, I wrote a lot of things down. I wrote mope mope, mope down. Um, no, I wrote um, what did I write down? I wrote uh, 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 mother daughter scene tugging at the heartstrings. This is the scene where you cry. Yeah, I actually I was I was someone just a few days ago was doing a you got mail tweet through. Mm. Apparently, it's someone who knows someone who uh, knows someone I know. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, well, apparently. But, I mean, they, they were talking about that scene and saying, I'm crying right now during that scene. So, yeah. I mean, it worked. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a pathos-heavy scene. It works. Uh, but, of it course... Work, it works because it's, you know, it's identifiable. It's a, that, 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 you know, longing for the past and, and having to move on. And Well, it's not a very... I think it, it it's, it's effective because I think more than anything, it kind of steps away from being cerebral and just kind of yeah. says like there's a lot you can say here all i can say is i feel bad yeah i'm sad i'm grieving and like it's like i mean i think at a certain point uh, that is a lot uh more powerful than being really clever is just saying like you know i i hurt right now and like yeah you have to respect that yeah that's yeah i mean it's no i mean i you know i got a little i got a little, little lump in my throat Watching this for the first time in a while. I mean, we, we yeah, we, we got the tears all out before we started, but, you know, that's our professional obligation. <laughs> I, I sobbed for two straight hours before this show. Yeah, um, that's why it takes 20 views to get the tears out. Then you're ready to analyze. <laughs> um, okay, well, so should we, so, okay, real quick, let's wrap up. She's got, she's drink she's drinking. She's eating soup on the ground on the floor of her apartment. I'd say she's drinking soup on the she's floor of her apartment. <laughs> drink that would have made it a drink of the app um she's con- i think it was a drink of the app. did we did we yeah did, did soup i believe so we souped okay so uh she is she's inhaling soup on the, she's consuming large quantities <laughs> just just dumping the soup down her throat no she's she's you know having an appropriate amount of soup she's souping it up she's souping it up in the corner, on the cor- on the floor, against the wall of her apartment, just kind of sitting it, on the and floor. And let's be very clear, it's a disconcerting scene mm-hmm. because this is not the way we remember her room. Sure. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's clearly disconcerting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like a different, Her weird... bed is not where it should be. No, everything is wrong. And she's not sitting on anything. She's sitting on the floor. This, I mean, that actually is. Having small, weird discontinuities is legitimately a good filmmaking technique. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the great, great bits that uh, David Lynch did in the uh, latest run of Twin Peaks. He had this, I think it was one of the funniest things I saw where it was a scene at the end, like almost a nothing scene. It's people at a diner. A guy runs in and says, hey, have you seen, it's like Harry or something. Just a, a character no one knows. The scene is almost entirely a non sequitur. Uh, and then they you cut back and everyone in the diner just goes back to normal. But in between the first shot and the second shot, every single person in the diner is now in a new position. Wow. But, like, but you're not supposed to notice that. It's all supposed to be kind of like subconscious stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. Great, great Well, this, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of that in uh, The Shining, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kubrick, I mean, when you're, a, when you're a master of just being fussy and doing details, you introduce small, like in the internal hallway structure being... Uh, you know, inco- yeah, being impossible. You know, yeah. yeah, it's wonderful yep. stuff, you know. Yep. And I, I, I'd say well, we we can assume it's happening here. Yeah. Um, so okay. So then the store closes. Uh, we've got the empty store, which is looking very depressing and a little creepy. Is it? 
Yeah. I, well, so I should I should say, I get really creeped out about large large poorly lit spaces with uh with lights that are turned off. It's interesting. It reminds me of an Updike short story where he talks about the feeling of moving out of a house you've been for a while, hmm. and kind of like the, just like these rooms you know now being big and bare and empty, and that is a very kind of that that is an unsettling feeling. Oh yes. Uh, what's kind of strange here is they leave the shop, and the shop itself it is empty to books and other decorations, but it is still a very kind of tone like none of the none of the wooden shelves move like not even the middle like are, are these bolted into built, the shop <laughs> just are these like in. these these like well, so, middle of the floor displays that cannot be like i mean presumably someone else well i mean certainly kathleen's not gonna be able to do anything with that stuff um presumably someone else who wants to use this as a store could have use for those things I'm um, pretty sure when you do a storm, most of the time you kind of you, bring yeah, it down you to the, the redo the everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly maybe, if, if uh, it's going to become a baby gap, that's going to need to happen. Yeah. Which I will just say out here, I am, I do not know of any baby gap in a small footprint location. <laughs> it, it is, it is a canonically big box, uh, big yeah. box store. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, but what I mean, what's so depressing? She, I mean, she says in a week it'll be something really depressing, like a baby gap. So what's is what's that a commentary on? What are we are we? It's a commentary that like you know small is beautiful. Here's my twee little shop. Uh, anything big and corporate is going to be soulless. I mean, it's, but it's, like Baby Gap is a weird thing to go after, as opposed to like Foot Locker. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Foot Locker would be a. Re- I mean, I guess maybe that's a little bit less romantic in terms of the, <laughs> um, but like. I mean, baby. I, mean, I think Baby Gap is also like this is that's a big mid '90s reference. Just, I like, see. By itself, yeah. it's kind of a joke. It's like yeah. not just Gap, but Baby Gap. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. I can uh, see. Uh, what about Bodega? <laughs> I mean, no. New Yorkers love their quaint little <laughs> bodegas. All right. Um, okay. And then. Um, well, and then so all, we, I mean, are you do you think it's deeper than that? Like she's like she's now uh, like a femcell antinatalist. <laughs> I don't know any of the words you're saying, but uh, sure, yeah, antinatalist. Be like it's like you're just against child rearing now. Oh, I see. There's yeah, like, there, there's, yeah, a, there's exactly. a subreddit called uh, uh, R uh, slash child free. As people saying it's like I'm disgusted every time I see babies. <laughs> so maybe that's her new personality. All right. Um, yeah, exactly. Something like that. You got to read, you got to read into, you got to go a layer deeper with some of this stuff. Um, or, or several. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, and then she says like, um, I forget the exact sequence of this, but she's basically talking about this whole, like people are going to see this as a, as a tribute to the fact that the city is always changing, but they're going to be wrong. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually they're going to be right. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So to say correct. It says people will, uh, you know, some foolish person will probably think it's a tribute to the city, the way it keeps on changing on you, or the way you can never count on it or something. I know, because that's the sort of thing I'm always saying, but the truth is I'm heartbroken. Uh, so I, I think she's not saying that's wrong. Sure. But she's just, she's just saying, saying that is not how I feel. Yes. Which, okay. Uh, Which I'll, that's fine. That. I'll get behind that. It's, you know, let's say it's accepted. <laughs> you are valid. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then I wrote mope, mope, mope. Um, a quick question for you. This is just a thought that, that occurred to me. Is mm-hmm. just, you know, 
this movie takes place in New York City. Mm-hmm. Some would even say like New York City is another character of the movie. Oh, oh, that's so well put. Uh, let's just, I mean, and I think New York City is notable for being a place where things do change on you. It's a big, chaotic city. Mm-hmm. It is constantly in motion. Mm-hmm. I mean, compare and contrast this versus a Hallmark movie where it is a small town where the fact that it is not in flux is precisely why it's so attractive. Like, well, if, if this was in a Hallmark movie, it would be unthinkable that the corner diner would, would close. Of course. Things are legitimately, like, immortal. Yeah, I mean, this is why this is a proper film. But what what, is that, what, <laughs> well, what, what I'm point saying, are you making here? <laughs> I guess the point is just saying it's a New York movie, and part of it is that there is, like, death and rebirth and so on. Uh, and, you know, it just... Some people would, like, their takeaway would be, like, change sucks. Whereas I think... I... I I don't know if you can really say entirely that that is a explicit the, moral yeah, of the no, movie. That, that's not the message here. The message here is change is hard uh, and, like, and sucks for you while it's happening, but it's not necessarily... I mean, it's. I don't read the message as change is bad. But let, I, mean, I think the one final part of that is if it was just it's a store, it's changed. I mean, I think, uh, you know, just the nostalgic heart pains of of things changing can be a bummer, but in this case, it's especially a bummer because it is a physical reminder of her her mother's passing. Yeah. So I, it's it's you know it is in in some ways the fact that her her legacy as our our our, our summary writer uh, very very poignantly poignantly put it. Uh, the uh, their legacy is part of this very chaotic, changing city. So she's wiped away pretty quickly. Sure. As yeah. opposed to if you're in some Hallmark Channel small town. You live forever. You live forever. And they'll probably every single person is one day going to be replaced by a giant statue <laughs> where they remember uh, you know, what, what, what you did. Uh, one final thing on this here. Okay. Um, the uh, did you, you, caught, you caught what the last item was to leave the store? Uh. The, well, she took the bell down. She took the doorbell with her. What a what a bell! Yeah. I I mean, it is uh, like what sequence of events needs to happen for like? Is this like oh please leave the doorbell for now? <laughs> like, don't take that down while you're you know packing everything else up. Um, we're gonna need that for a bit longer, and then she takes. Or was it like someone just left it? You know, people didn't realize that it was still there. She noticed it. She's taken it. Well, I, here here is my theory. Sure. My theory is the bookstore is not taken down to its final state. In, but this is the final state that she is willing to do oh, it. Oh, they're going to come in and, they're, and they will actually strip it bare. I believe so. So she's saying, let me rescue this little doorbell thing. So I think it's keepsake. like one last call, yeah. anything which is purely sentimental that she wants, and then other people do the dirty I thing. like it. I like it. Uh, I'll accept it. Thank you. Thank you. I think because... I would in this kind of a choice she's making. Do I take the doorbell or not? And I think you know George or something will will go in and do the rest. Uh, there is a sign. Do you read the sign? I did. I wrote it down. Okay. Well, can Great. We share it let's with let's move on. Uh, no. Um. Yes. Uh, after forty two years, we are closing our doors. We have loved being part of your lives. Yeah. And is is this a bit unusual to you in any way? 
Uh, let's see. Um, so we read the sign as she closes the door and walks out the door into the exterior sidewalk. Yes, so it's it's in the, the front. The door is on the interior of the building. So the sign is facing inward? The sign is facing inward into the bookstore. Maybe it was on the outside during the closing process, and now it is tucked away inside? <laughs> I, th- I guess we can go back and look at that one more time, but I am... That's I, weird. I think when you read this, at least at least my take is this is the kind of sign you see after a place closes to let people going by know what happened. But instead, people walking by will 100% not read the sign. If it is truly on the inside of the door, then you're right. I, I mean, I... I guess I just assumed it was it would have had to be on the on the outside, but well, think again. I mean, it is possible. I mean, but it it is something you could flip. So, but why would she face an inside? I, I it's it's unclear. We'll we'll have to take a close look. Um, we will next time. Um, it's 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 a long it's a long scene. Uh, let's just one more time. Let's look at the timing of things happens. She takes sure. a sip of soup. Soup sip. Then we see interior of the bookstore store shot. Yeah, just a big emptiness showing. Then we see her uh, from the back of the store. This is the same place she used to fight. She used to box there. Ah, uh, yes. She used, to, she used to shadow boxing carry pumpkins window. there. Yep. Oh, man, those were happy times. She's taking a sh- slow stroll. Um, not a whole lot left. I'm not those, in, uh, you know, those lights in the ceiling. I'm not sure if those will stay. There's... Looks like some uh, paintings on the wall. Those will need to be painted oh, over. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, but the yeah, but the the door is glass, so you can see the sign through the door. But the, not the, the not text the side with facing. the text on it. Yeah, the well, text maybe a the maybe there's text on both sides. Why would you do that? Because uh, you don't know which way it's going to hang. Maybe it'll blow in the wind, and you want to okay. make yeah, sure you know. Safe. And then B, I mean that me- that gives them flexibility. They could show it or not show it. They can do what they want. And twirling um, her mom, mom yep. and her twirling. Um, I I just think that they wrote the sign, and instead of doing it the way it should have been done, which is she closes up, puts down the grate, the camera turns back around and reads it, that became hard to film, so they just kind of cheated and said that people won't really notice or care, that this doesn't make sense. That's my theory. Maybe. I mean, I, I think it's going to check out here. I certainly didn't complain the first time I watched it, so... Well. See, sign still oh, inside. sign there. I'm. I think sign has text on both sides of sign. That's why she went on business. She's wasting all this money on signs. Well, let's see what's behind the sign when we. Because we're gonna. Get I don't think we sign get shot. Sign shot in a minute here, and we the see sign the piano slowly has kind of wistfully. Oh, we we pan down to it. I think it's a double sided sign. Double sided sign. That's what I say. All right, now so listen look, for look it. At it. You can't see anything. Listen for it. The bell motif. The bell. She's ringing the bell as she walks off in the distance. It will continue into the next scene, which we will listen to now. A lot of empty streets. Listen. Wow. Yep. Wow. All right, let's go. Okay, so that's been scene one and two. Uh, do you want me to tell you what happens in the screenplay right now? Sure. So this, so we're in, we're in black. We just went through a very, very um, stark black morass of a of a pause there no the movie knows how to use timing well that's a very i mean that's a very difficult thing to do well i think when you live inside a movie working on for months and months and months yeah is like 
let's not just speed through it. Like we 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 struggle to talk about the entire flow of a movie when you break it into five minutes. Imagine putting more time than we do into a movie because you're working on it. Sure, I think yeah. it's incredible that people actually still get the timing right. Yeah, I mean, like, this will all be solved once we figure out how to algorithmically generate, uh, oh, you know, and edit it's movies. Happening. Yeah, but but for now, I agree. Yeah, it is a problem. But so this shot, it's a very slow shot of the of the walking down the street, fade to black, and then we get a, a bit of an odd shot of you look upwards into the sky, you see branches of a tree, we spiral downwards onto the sidewalk in front of Fox and Sons booksellers. Sure. Uh, and see a uh, softball team walking by uh, but uh, I'll, I'll talk about more about that later so what I mean okay what was in the original screenplay there one second oh what it was only one second in the original screenplay no no no, no. One, 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 okay the problem is why she talks about baby gap in a different scene in the book so uh, this is going to take a so just just to pop up what's a thought in your head right now um, well, I just took a sip of bourbon. Uh, how'd that work? <clears throat> I was a little, a little, uh, it was pretty hot. That's wonderful. Okay, so here is the line. So let's just read it. Um, then she comes out of the store carrying the bill. Kathleen locks the door and reaches down to operate the grate for the last time. The grate starts to lower. Kathleen looks at her store one last time. Then she walks off carrying the bell. We hear a jingle in the night. And hold on the shop around the corner and it slowly turns into a computer-enhanced version of itself. <laughs> and then suddenly it vanishes with a poof, leaving an empty screen. <laughs> Exterior, a blue sky with a big computer sun shining in it and panned down to a computer version of a Columbus Avenue. Uh, the trees sprout leaves and birdies start to, to tweet, and the scene turns into a real version of... Fox, Fox books. Wow! So they were going to include Twitter. Uh, yeah, the the, the the birds will be the Twitter birds. Uh, is I mean I'll say this, it worked in the opening. <laughs> that would not have been good in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I it makes me wonder if they tried it and it didn't work, because. Uh, that would have felt really. I. I mean, at the end of that super sentimental moment, if you just saw the store become a cyber store, like a big, <laughs> like it would like the end of a Circuit City ad or something. It's like big plug goes down. Like that would be. It's, it just sounds. And the way it says it disappears with a poof, leaving an empty screen. Is this like a window clicking off? No, no. Or, it's like that thing when, like when you know when a CRT turns off, where it like it it kind of collapses on itself. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. May- you know? Maybe, yeah. But then the, the then it turns back on, and it turns back on into a sky, into a blue into, sky, yeah, in, a computer blue sky with with a, a bunch of what I'm sure would look really good uh, CG birds. <laughs> uh, so wow. there you go. There you All go. right, that's exciting. Um, well, we'll never we'll never get to see that, will we? We won't. Uh, there is actually more deleted scenes now or later. Jumping into it, that happen right here. An hour later. No, they happen right after the, the we leave Cyberworld. Okay. Do, should I say what happens next? Sure, yeah, quickly. Okay. Uh, we go into Fox Books. George is now the head of the children's department, <laughs> and he is sitting in the children's section in an itty-bitty chair. Uh, so he's now talking about how Caldecott revolutionized children's books by the introduction of color illustrations. So, uh, we have a new scene. Uh, we have Joe back with his uh, with his aunt, and his uh, and his uncle. 
His great aunt and uncle. Sorry, his aunt. And, and this all brother. happens before the boat scene? Yes. Wow. So Joe is he's having another day with the kids, and he says, Hey, how about going to the children's zoo? How about going to start on the ferry? And the kids say, I want to see the storybook lady. Oh, crushing. Uh, and then Joe says, uh, we can't go to the storybook lady. Crushing. Uh, why, Annabelle says. Joe, she didn't have enough business. Annabelle, <laughs> why? Joe, well, her store was very close to our store. And you know that our store sells books at a slightly lower cost. Which, by the way, much lower than slightly. The store's <laughs> a ripoff. Uh, Annabelle, why? Why do we sell at a lower cost so more people can buy books? Annabelle, why couldn't she sell that way, too? Good question, Annabelle. Uh, Joe, because she's small and we're big. How about we get some candy? Uh, Annabelle, now, so now she's gone is all your fault. Uh, Joe, it's business. Uh, it's not personal. Uh, another reference to the Godfather. Uh, how about we get some... Oh, absolutely. Actually, that's that honestly is probably the big payoff for the Godfather stuff in the original thing. Whereas yeah. I think we don't actually get any more Godfather again. Uh, so they, uh, Matt says, what's personal? Personal means that she's gone forever, is what Annabelle says. And now we'll never get another book from her as long as we live. And she starts crying, and Matt starts crying. Uh, I think this is a bit much. Uh, Joe says, well, remember the man who works for her? Uh, Annabelle says, no. says, well, I hired him. Uh, Annabelle says, you killed you killed the, uh, the storybook lady. Uh, so here's what happens next. They go into the Fox books. George is wearing the storybook lady hat. And now he's assigned to a storybook person. So how about that? Uh, yeah, that's all. That's some great stuff. Um, really, really a shame that that got left on the cutting room floor. I, I mean, it's with good acting, better than me re- refraining it. I think it would sell it better. Yeah. Um, but uh, having the payoff, because here's kind of the payoff. The payoff there is the kids hate the fact there's no storybook lady. But in fact, even Fox Books has a storybook lady, but now upgraded to George, who's who's, who's better. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, honestly, it's like they kind of say, like, well, you'll never have it again. It's like, no, actually, you will. Everything good will be integrated into your, you know, highly synergistic corporate products. It's also a nice, uh, you know, we, we see a nice happy ending for George where he gets to, you know, continue to, to live his best life. I, I, 100%, I say it is unfortunate we don't get that. Yeah. I, and, I mean, without really, uh, you know, going ahead too much, there are other movies we know, uh, movies such as, you know, uh, Convoy, 1978, or Cocktail, 1988. Yeah, movies. Where at the, Just end for example. Of, at the end of a movie, something which is always a crowd pleaser is, Reintroduce all your all your characters. Uh, we see this at the end at Rubber Duck's funeral. We see this at Brian Flanagan's wedding. In this movie, without really giving things away, we don't get that. Yeah, well, we don't I'm, see. I, I think there are essentially, I'd say, almost every character is now permanently gone from the movie. Yeah. That's very it's a sad. Bit of a bummer, and I mean the clear way to do that—that that, um, you know reunion would have been in a cyber world type of uh, setting. Yeah, you would have the 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 final credits would become <laughs> cyber, and then you see a chat room member list open, and you see every character open. One actually, one hundred percent, you could do that as kind of a cute thing, and yeah. then like the windows open, and we see kind of the cast members and who plays who. I actually, I would have done that. Yeah, it'd be great. Then the movie would have made an extra hundred million. Ah, oh, 
Yes, if I, only. I really love when movies end with a cast list with small clips of them for the movie. And if you did it with this, but instead they're like bad, uh, like QuickTime videos. Yes. <laughs> that'd be, actually, that'd be lovely. I would love that, honestly. Uh, uh, there is one, uh, before we get to the boat, there is one more small scene. It is uh, Kathleen and Jill writing emails to each other. Uh, wow. Sorry, IMs. There's a lot here. Okay. Uh, Joe, why haven't you written? Kathleen, I have a cold. Uh, Joe writes back, how's your cold? Kathleen says, my ears are blocked. My nose is clogged. Uh, Joe says, are you feeling any better? And she says, I'm, I'm listening to Joni Mitchell and drinking cranberry juice. I'm thinking about my future, what, what I'm going to do. So <laughs> Listening to the cranberries and drinking Joni Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Uh, it uh, This at least does give some... <laughs> it lets you know things in the future about how Joe knows what mm. she's up to. Yeah. Uh, as it goes, we don't know. I don't know if this is implied or whatnot, but that is made explicit. And then we cut to the boat scene. The boat scene. Here we go with the boat scene. But actually, before it's the boat scene, we do oh. actually have the exterior of Fox Books. Let's, yeah, briefly shown. Well, let's talk about, like, listen to the music. It's the Dockside Fox Books. Dockside Fox Books. Well, it. it Kind of makes it feel like all one place. Okay, so listen. We see the tree spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. And we hear this. You recognize the song? It sounds Randy Newman-y. Uh, that's because it is Randy Newman. I thought it might be. I've been around the world. Had my pick of any girl. We have Nelson. Nelson's uh, in a hands in the mouth. Standing out. 118, yep. 118, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are you? Dad, you did pretty well. You did pretty well. We should not marry her. We should marry her. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Okay, let's let's stop there. Oh, Okay. Well, I think I think yeah. this is right, the, I guess the, the, the next. Sub-scene. Then we're gonna get into yeah. Then we then well then we are seeing just to set the scene. We're seeing a slow pan over both boats. Yeah, we we start with just Joe's boat, Fox Three, which we've seen before. Fox we've just seen before. So this is this is a good joke. Is you now pan over to see a bigger boat, which is Fox Two. Yeah, bigger but older. Bigger but older and, Fo- and Fo- better. Fo- well, I don't know about that. So Fox Three is like sleek and like like more of like a speedboat, and then Fox Two is like more of you know is just like large. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's a speedboat. <laughs> I think it's I think it's they're both a, yachts. It's, it's got a sleek profile. Yeah, that's true, but it's not a speedboat. All right. Uh, okay, but as this opens, the the music, this is a very strange feeling but effective audio-visual piece. Yeah, like um, like a Daft Punk music video. That's exactly what I was thinking. But So this, this song, it is a Randy Newman song. Uh, this is It's Lonely at the Top. Uh, it was featured on his 1972 album, Sail Away. Uh, the arrangement, it's, 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 it's a bleak, plodding brass band number. Uh, I, I learned that he wrote this for, for Frank Sinatra, hoping that he would you know do it, oh. and apparently uh, Frank didn't bite. Oh. Um, which, yeah, who knows? Yeah, you know. It seems it could work. But Frank, Frank had his share of opportunities to sing other songs. 
yeah, he's, he's had a few. Yeah. Uh, but as we hear this kind of plotting thing, it is a very weird feeling to me. You're looking at this kind of morning, brightly lit street. You see essentially marching down the street this baseball or softball team. And for whatever reason, it feels incredibly kind of oppressive and violent to me. Like, it reminds me of oh. Triumph of the Will. Like, it is just like this really... Like, I, they're like... It's a bunch of, like... It just I, feels I like... I don't get that at all. Why is... Why are they doing... Why do they exist? To well, me, it feels like... Uh, it feels more like life goes on. You know? I wrote Surreal Languor. Okay. I wrote... Um, I wrote Ringing Bell Motif Continues On Through Scene Transition. Well, that's before... Well, that's the most recent note I have here. I just, there is definitely, it feels, it reminds me of uh, of uh, Army of Shadows, the uh, Jean-Pierre Melville film of the opening of just the Nazis marching under the Arc de Triomphe. I didn't get that from it. That's exactly, I, I, it felt almost like there is now an invading, <laughs> invading army <laughs> in uh, the Upper West Side. I, there's, there is just, the fact it's these people marching with a baseball bat feels to me so there's there's a weird vibe going on and the All music right. is like boom, boom, and just like this kind of it's, well the it's, music is is goofy you know oompa-y. it's but it's it's a minor key oompa uh, okay it's a minor key I, it's just a weird right. vibe. I, to I me think it, it felt like it, it felt like oh back on the street downtown life goes on you know <laughs> I it feels to me more like it's Everything in Manhattan is continuing to functioning to the to the beat of business, but business has a very solid tempo, but it's kind of a drudge. Huh? And that's how I read it. And then you go and you cut directly to the exterior of the 72nd Street Boat Basin yep. uh, with George Washington Bridge in the background, yep. and you see first uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Joe Fox walking Brinkley, the dog. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's kind of he's 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 coping he's he's coping, and then you go back and you see Nelson, looking like uh, I would say vulnerable is is uh, he's looking he's looking uh, you know morning after he's I'm, looking disheveled. And how have we seen Nelson before? You know Nelson is very much a a Trump figure. Sure, he's behind a desk. Uh, people have called Donald Trump the uh, the Nelson Fox of the uh, real estate business. Sure, I they're not. Those are kids it's, walking on a street, hanging out, incredibly talking to each other. Threatening they're, aura. They're not marching, and the music is not a Nazi march. It's not. I, a, it's, it's it's more of a, a desiccated version of it. Okay, he, so it's he walks not, out instead of being behind Nelson. So bef- instead of being behind a desk or like very like kind of preening like a bird in this nice couch he walks out of his limo onto kind of a normal dirty street and he kind of like he starts like rubbing his hair back you know he's this is well, not his he element has, yeah but he has the air of uh, and the way I read it this is like you know he doesn't really have to care about looking good in this situation he's just kind of done with it you know it's like alright this has happened. I well, am where I'm at. You know. Well, this is this is it's a it's a thing you can tie here between uh, what does what does uh, you know creative destruction look like for different people? If you're Kathleen Kelly and the Kelly family, 
it means that your family business is wiped away and kind of like, okay, that's the end of the story. Sure. You know, at the end. If you're, if you're Nelson Fox, you get divorced four or five times. And you're just kind of like, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just kind of, you know, run out the clock. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy. I know, I know the drill. Uh, and you know, it's that's the thing. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe a more a better world is where we all can just continually fail, uh, and just and just and just go through the cycle. Yeah, I mean, that was I. I saw it as a. I, I interpret it as a man who is very comfortable with failure because uh, he is. Uh, what you know because he's he's pretty he has put himself in a situation to be pretty resilient to it uh because of his, <laughs> because he has money yeah because he has money exactly yeah and isn't a nice boat a nice boat yeah i mean he's he's coming out of a limo and into a yacht i mean it's like out he's, of my limo and into my yacht yeah he he's not you know this is it's it's failure in a in a very relative sense here <laughs> most of the song choices in this movie are fairly literal and this song is "It's Lonely at the Top." Uh, the Fox family go. is at the top. Are they lonely? I won't. Well, they are now. That's the point. <laughs> are they perpetually lonely? Do they no. have like a court? No. Like, but I mean, they they both just broke up, right? They both just went through breakups. That's the point. They're now lonely, like father, I mean, like son. But here, I guess I think one thing you're supposed to take away is that the Kathleen Kellys of the world have more authentic relationships with people. Uh, you know, at least her. Oh, sure. Yeah. Of as course. opposed to like, you know, Nelson is is talking about his string of previous wives and how, uh, you know, he can't even remember their names. Yeah, it's the he's commoditized relationships. Yes. It seems like he's never really had a fulfilling relationship at all in his life. Well, except with uh, except with books. <laughs> he does love books. <laughs> Isn't it weird that I mean, it's, I guess it's not weird at all, but like. Uh, there, there's not really any uh, for, for a family of booksellers uh, they really don't seem to like books very much well I think that's I mean that is what the takeaway is is yeah. they're better at selling it like olive oil because they don't get sentimentally attached right exactly uh, We okay weird choice in the exterior is that this is not in the script it could be ADR it is uh, it is Joe saying to him at least you didn't marry her. This is referring to uh, the saga of Nelson and Jillian. And Jillian, yeah. And you remember all the details here, right? Yeah, the, Jillian and Nanny Maureen are running off. Well, we don't know that yet. But, okay, I mean, we know but that we, now. Well, they were already, you know... You could, uh, you could read it. Because, well, we talked about at the party seat, or at the... Uh, the, the, the Thanksgiving? The, Christmas? It was, was, it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah. The Thanksgiving scene where Joe sets them up with each other. That is true, yes. So we, we did we did uh, tell you what to expect. And here, uh, folks, we're, we've arrived. Uh, but, okay, so the first scene, it is introduced as, hey, Joe, your father's getting married again. Um, and he's, he says, yeah, Jillian sent up the wedding. Uh, Jillian, who famously is interior decorator for Caesar's Palace. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jillian in the later scene says, I'm going to be your wicked stepmother. Right. So, like, there's a lot. And then... They're like, building up to it. This was happening in late September, early October, uh, based upon the sequence, somewhere between September or maybe a month later. Uh, and is it surprising that now, like, I just kind of assume the wedding happened. 
yeah, but I mean, weddings take a while to plan, and you know, them going from knowing it's going to happen to it happening could easily have been six months to a year or more. So weddings can happen quicker if you lubricate it with money. So I really thought that it would be like, oh, you're about to get married. I thought they would get they would have made it happen before Christmas. Well, I think they were getting pretty close, and I think that you know, fair bet that the fallout was over something related to uh, the marriage. So my main point here is in the original script, it is heavily implied that in fact they did get married, and this was a quick divorce. Well, that yeah. so that makes more. I mean, that certainly reconciles better with a line we're about to hear around <laughs> absolutely around, around legal troubles. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, this is case issue Stanford, an earful of you've got mail, uh, which unless you're listening to the podcast, then it's not. Which I will just say, why would you insert that line possibly in ADR? Is this like to make it? Do they want to make people feel less sad that Nelson got divorced? <laughs> like, what's happening here? Why would you add that line? I don't know. It's a like if you I did I did not remember that line and I was shocked to hear it and I thought like why would you put this in? It's like a weird. Like, usually it's a kind of like oh we're trying to reassure you that the criminal got caught or something like that. But instead it's like we reassure you this we're saying a breakup but it wasn't a broken marriage. Nelson and Jillian weren't married. They're still only engaged. It's like who cares? I don't care. Why do you put that in? It's it's very strange to me. I don't know. That's Thought. all I got. Uh, okay, so we should listen to this next scene, but next time around. Next time around. But we, what I will say initially is we've got a very nice boat bar to analyze here. Uh, that's true. Uh, a complete boat bar. It's a complete boat bar. I don't think Joe's yacht has room for a single bar. Well, it might have like a, you know, a, a cocktail, uh, you know, Doug's boat level, you know, there's a little shelf you can prepare drinks on. No, Doug's boat's much bigger than, uh, oh, well, by, no, by, by, by the sure. way, it's yeah. uh, Kelly's Dream. Yes, Car- Carrie's. Carrie's Dream. Carrie's Dream. Carrie's dream. Yes. I thought it was Ke- 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 Kelly Progden. <laughs> Kelly Progden. Uh, um, so, yeah, but we got, a, we got a big old boat bar here. Well, okay, before we get into okay. the boats, All right. would, would it be too on the nose, or do you think it actually would be legitimate, legitimately good if you had a third scene later where you show Fox 3, Joe's boat, and then we cut over to Fox 2, Nelson's boat, which is bigger, and then we cut to the left, and it's Fox 1. And it's just a gigantic it's, super yacht. It's it's Skylar's boat. It would be like a, a classic Dutch schooner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 yes. That would be fantastic. I'm going to I'm gonna do a fan cut where I, I create that scene. Yeah, please do. Uh, I just, uh, I just imagining, just imagining, um, you know, uh, Skylar yachting up and down the uh, Hudson River in a giant 1600s Dutch boat. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's, a family, it's a family of sailors. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So they're gonna hang out on the boat for a bit. This is a great scene. This is a. This is a. Um, classic case of boat prey on the rocks. Classic. Yes. And actually, I mean, the, the content of it, eh, I can take it or leave it. The setting and the accoutrements, uh, just divine. We've got a boat bar. We've got a backgammon board. Uh, we've got martinis being made uh we've got nuts in a in a bowl uh <laughs> being eaten uh it's just it's a good time um it's a good time there's a lot going on yeah 
so did you do you want so i i documented all of the bottles in the bar well i wrote down some top level stuff okay uh i so here's my top level thing here sure and i wrote 12 bottles of liquor uh, one glass. What, what do you call that? Where you kind of put uh, put uh, a spirit into kind of a glass thing? A decanter. De- oh, thank you, thank you. I was, I was trying to yep. find that word. Of, yeah, of likely whiskey. Seems like it'd be whiskey. Probably. Uh, two bottles of Heineken. That is right. Uh, Pepsi. One can. one can of Pepsi. Yep. Uh, so okay, so the the main thing is there are twelve bottles of spirits. Yep. I could only tell two of them. I could tell four of them. Okay, tell us more. Uh, although only two of them uh, identified exactly what they were, and then I have the brand for two more, uh, essentially. Okay. So, but let's let's listen in. Let's listen to the uh, to the scene. I've been around the world. Had my pick of any girl. You'd think I'd be happy. But I'm not What happened? Everybody oh, knows yeah. my name How are you? It's well, you know, Dad, you did pretty well again. We should didn't marry her oh, Welcome aboard That's <laughs> in a while Yeah Weird vibe Weird Oh, boy Heading into the boat Just Here for we go me. First shot you know, we see is Joe Shaken. I stayed on this boat after, let's see, with your mother, Laurette, the ballet dancer. My nanny. She was the nanny? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. How ironic. And then there was um, the ice skater. Also my nanny. Really? Yeah. Well, that's that's amazingly ironic. And then there was Sybil, the um, that's an A word. Astrologer. Exactly. Yeah. Whose moon turned out to be in someone else's house, as I recall. Just like Jillian. Jillian ran off with someone. The nanny. Nanny Maureen. Yes. Well, Jillian ran off with Nanny Maureen. Hmm. You got it. It's incredibly ironic. That's true. No other word for it. Well, who's better than us? Father and son together at last. Who did you say you broke up with? Patricia. You met her. Would I like her? Just kidding, son. Now, is this beautiful or what? Of course, I'll be living out of a suitcase for at least three weeks. And then there's the inevitable legal hassle. More of your inheritance down the drain, but... Don't you worry about it. I won't. I just have to meet someone new, that's all. That's... It's a lovely story. Oh, those legal hassles. (laughs) Nelson is so rich that he gets into engagements that create legal hassles. (laughs) Um... So, I mean, you know, there could be something about, like, I don't know. If there was I mean, sort of let's be very clear. Jillian is the mother of uh, of Matt. So, I mean, even though they aren't married. Oh, they, sure. They, they, okay. So, yeah. okay, that's, yeah. let, let's, let's, let's go back here and say this is actually not surprising. Yeah, not surprising at all. 
and everything works. Everything's consistent. Um, okay, so let's get back to this bar. So they, so that was so what you heard there was uh, Joe movie. Fox was movie magic. Yeah. Um, what you heard there was Joe Fox ma- mixing mar- what appear to be martinis, um, shaken, which is an interesting and wrong technique, but he did it. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of people do that because of James Bond. A lot of people do that because of James Bond. Um, and um, and then pour it into two out of three martini glasses that are available um, for for serving here. And then he puts an olive in each one. They're differently colored olives, which is a little weird. Oh, okay, 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 are okay. We, is one a cocktail onion, not an olive? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. That's what I. That's that's which that makes which more which, sense. which introduces a very important question. Sure. You said he's pouring two martinis. Of oh, course, when you put one a- is a gimlet. Nope. Nope. One is a. Uh, one is a. Uh, glib. Glib. Uh, gl- Gibson. Gibson. There Gibson. You go. One is a Gibson. Yes. One's a Gibson. Is a Gibson a martini, or is it is it a style of martini, or is it a distinct drink? It's a. What, what is, is a Gibson? Literally just a martini with a cocktail in it. That or it is not a martini because there's a cocktail on it. Gibson drink. But, Gibson is a mixed drink made with gin and dry vermouth. I mean, that is a martini. Uh, garnished with a pickled onion. In its modern incarnation, it's considered a cousin of the ubiquitous martini, distinguished uh, mostly by garnishing with an onion instead of an olive. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a martini because only, I, I don't... It's the only cocktail I know in which the garnish changes what cocktail it is. Which, which I would argue... I mean, I, I don't actually... Uh, I think you could make a martini without an olive. That's, I mean, if you don't have garnish at all, it's still a martini. It's still a martini, and but so then I, I would, would say, I would argue that a Gibson or a Gibson, a, a, a Gibson, is that what? A Gibson. Gibson. If you take, if you take, basic, I mean, really, a you know, the martini base is gin, dry vermouth, or you could say, uh, you know, vodka, vodka and, and dry, and dry vermouth, vermouth yeah. or yeah. even you could even skip. The uh, the vermouth people do that. Just yeah, which essentially is, iced vodka. I mean, it doesn't make it's, any sense, but yes. But people still consider that. Well, and there's, and there's a spectrum of very dry where you do you just a little like a drop of dry vermouth, very like stupid. as if you're as if you're doing you know like a bitters. I only do gin. I my ratio is probably five to one. Sure, sure. Um, and then on t- you could actually at like the classic martini, you could put things like orange bitters in. And it's still a martini. Oh, yeah. Okay. You could put in, okay, if you have the martini base and you drop in a, uh, you do nothing, no garnish, still a martini. Yeah. If you have a classic martini base, you put in a lemon peel, that's still a martini. That's a martini. Yep. Olive, obviously martini. Yep. Drop in a uh, cocktail onion, no longer martini. That's, that's it, I would argue that's still a martini. It is just a, a Gibson martini. I disagree. Um, Okay. I'd say Wikipedia uh, says it's a cousin. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Um, so we've got – so back to the – yes, we got bottles on the bar. Um, this is you – know, everything yeah. nice dark wood paneling. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably have like – this is a nice like 12-foot ceiling. Yep. Yeah, very roomy in here. Uh, there's a blender. Which yeah, it's a nice big one. Yeah, I mean, you know, for parties on the boat, a blender, that's that's not a bad call. It's a great call. There's uh, fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Yeah, this is stocked. There's <laughs> fresh flowers. Does it get people to like constantly Just, maintain this stuff? I imagine. Yeah, if you've got a boat this nice, you have like a boat servicing crew. 
Yikes. You know, well, I mean, sure. he's, you know, he's, he's. Whereas Joe is a man of the people. He, he wipes his own, uh, you know, his own boat poles. Yeah. Boat he, poles on the rocks. He does. Uh, he does a lot. Uh, should, should I go in and, and, uh, and, and tell us what we wrote uh, when we originally watched these scenes? Oh, sure. Yeah. Is this, uh, well, is this, is this, we read the tweets? This is a uh, beep, beep, beep. We're going to read the tweets. Beep, beep, beep. Read the tweets. Uh, okay. Right, so. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's different than you think it is. There we go. <laughs> I think this is the one which is the bad one. No, no. Well, this, <laughs> this is the one we agreed is the read the tweets one. I think you. I think you agreed on that. Well, I did, yeah, I, it's a, it's a unilateral decision-making process here. Um, yeah, I, I wrote the word tweets in the title of this one, so it is definitely correct. All right, what's what do the tweets say? Um, I think I'll, I'll go back to the previous scene in which we first saw the boat being introduced. Yeah. Um, it's you. You said good boat name, Fox Three. I that said great comment. Tom Hanks is now living on a boat, which means his online communication is impossible. What will happen? Sure. We'll see more about that later. Net cafes. Uh, you said, my bet is on internet cafes. Wow. I'm, I'm in sync with my past <laughs> self here, huh? Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I say, the movie's weirdly about its protagonist's need to uphold her family's reputations. Uh, again, that continues to be true. I'm glad I picked up the first watching. Sure. Uh, I said, we have a very nicely printed, we have gone out of business sign. It is. This is yeah. not a time you can just like print it on a printer. Uh, and I said, as always, I could have used the same detailing how this job was commissioned. Uh, you wrote, license plate 118, yap. Yep, yep, uh, yep. I wrote, we seem to have a massive case of boat brain on the rocks. Oh, yes. And actually, we have nothing more with the boat scene. That's it. Okay, so. very good. But that's been We Read the Tweets. BVP. That has been, we, it's a really hard segment to say. That has been We Read the Tweets. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Um. All right. So, what a sign! What, what a, a oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful typography. The, yeah, the closing, closing sign. <laughs> 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 closing sign. <laughs> you don't have to go home. This is the, everything. This is the perfect time for you to make a uh, thirteen freak twenty-three year late. Uh, uh, you know, parody of both closing time by Supersonic, uh, set to the closing Sonic. Supersonic, semi-sonic. Se- oh, that too. I could okay here. So make a fake or make a parody band called Supersonic, yeah, which okay. lives to create parody covers of semi-sonic songs. All of all of everyone's faves. Yeah, and then we record closing sign. <laughs> Which is either a 98 or 99 release, which would put it well in the purview of something you could have done at the time. Close it. <laughs> okay, this is this is going to be a, uh, our moneymaker. Let's, let's uh, I need to look up the lyrics to Closing Time. Well, that, we'll do that later. Or right now. Closing we, we, sign. We, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Close. See, it actually works. Closing sign. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Okay, it's, it's been a little closing a, sign. We, we, we put a seed. One in. last call for alcohol. So finish no, you, your whiskey or beer. Okay, you you need to fix that because closing there's, there's no liquids. 
Well, lads you don't have right? to go home, but you can't stay here. End scene. Okay, okay. let's talk about more about what's going on inside this boat bar. Ah, yeah. So, uh, so you have two spirits. I have four spirits. Um, so we well, we have the decanter of likely whiskey that we cleared out already. And then I know which Actually, I two. Think, you... I think I have another one. I'm seeing better now. But okay, I know there's, which... there's two obs. Two obsies. Yeah. I know which two you're gonna say. The obvious one. Stolich and I have vodka. Correct. Which, by the way, that is the that if they're make it if they wanna you know go crazy make some vespers that is the one to use. Okay. So they've got they're set there with high proof vodka. Sure. Um, and then we've got Tanqueray, uh, London Dry Gin. Yeah, in the classic green bottle. Yeah. But I believe next to it, it is a different bottle of Tanqueray. Well, that's the thing. Not just next to it. On either side of it. Oh, really? Both of the bottles. Uh, there's three bottles together in a line, all of which are Tanqueray branded. Um, and I assume the other two just must be other variants of... I mean, Tanqueray makes a lot of different variants of gin. I'm not familiar um, with them. Maybe, yeah. They, may, I mean, they make flavored gins and, you know, different regions and stuff like that. Oh, they're, so, a, they're a regular Kuei Chow Motai. Exactly. Motai uh, tasty. And there's even a bottle in, to, like, the back right of the of the classic Tanqueray, uh, you know, London Dry, that yeah. also looks like it has Tanqueray label, like a Tanqueray cap. Man, um, Nelson's a Tanqueray fiend. Which begs the question, are these gin martinis? Well, okay. I was going to ask you that. Uh, is this a vodka martini or a gin martini? Uh, largely based upon just character traits. And then secondly... Well, Joe is placement. drinking a vodka martini, 100%. I believe that. Yeah. So, do you think he... Well, he poured it out of one thing, He right? poured it out of a single... Yeah, so it's, it, he mixed them together. Either that um, or he did a half and half and half poured it out correctly so he got the vodka half. <laughs> Very skilled yeah. uh, technician. Um, uh, so the weird thing is that he poured it and then would have replaced the bottle in the front so that it faces away from him, which is, you know, there technically might be, possible. There might be multiple bottles. Um, or he, I mean, that's the, that's the other thing. He could have not used the four bottles in the front and used a different bottle of either vodka or something else in the back. I mean, yeah, maybe they, maybe he used the good stuff. Possibly. And there's even fancier gin or, or vodka back there. That is the weird thing about gin versus vodka is vodka, even in the late 90s, was had a, a high end, whereas gin to this day doesn't have as developed a high end. Like, seriously, you buy yeah. the best stuff out there, uh, and it like literally is 1.5 times the price of, like, Rotgut. Yeah, I mean, that's Maybe what... Maybe two, but I yeah. mean, rum was, like, still... Kind of is like that no, as well. No, rum is um, like hundred dollar bottles. Of- I mean, they exist, yeah. But uh, you know, the the um, I mean, I'm sure there are hundred dollar bottles of gin out there as well. I I that certainly is true. It's uh, not. It's not as established a thing. Well, same thing with rum. Uh, high end rum is not as established a thing as high end, uh, you know, whiskey. Mm. Um, which is to say, I mean, I think you know, whiskey is really the the main spirit where you see the crazy high end, and then increasingly, I'd say, say Baiju. Yeah, Baiju. And then increasingly tequila, you know, recently. Um, and then everything else, I mean, is, is you know, tends to... You can make pretty good spirits for, you know, for $30 a bottle. Like, it, it's, it works out. Um, 
So I would say, okay, so Joe Fox is a vodka martini drinker because Joe is trendy. He's a man of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Nelson, he's, a, he's, a, he's an average Joe of the 90s. I'd say Nelson is a man who used to drink uh, gin martinis and will you know, basically drink whatever. Yeah, I think he's. Seems, I think he's not too choosy. That seems about right. Also, I mean, yeah, he's letting he's letting Joe make the drinks here. Yeah. Although I don't. I mean, did he demand a cocktail onion here? I mean, that's or is this yeah, does Joe know? Like, oh, he, you know, he is a Gibson man. I, Joe must know. Yeah. Hashtag Joe must know. Hashtag Joe must know. Um. Yes. Okay, and then, so, let's see. So, we got the unrefrigerated Pepsi there and the unrefrigerated Heineken beers, it's which... It's very weird, because, I mean, if you have a can, like, uh, Coke is a classic, classic mixer. Yeah, there which, is... as a mixer, having it not refrigerated isn't the worst thing, because you're probably pouring yeah, it into something with ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but still, it doesn't hurt to refrigerate it. It's a weird choice to have Pepsi. Uh, instead of Coke? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm sure whatever beverage company. I mean, I'm sure they they, you know, it, this is based on what beverage companies they contracted with to. Yeah, PepsiCo owns uh, Warner Brothers. Pepsi, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you work with like one or two beverage companies to stock the bar in the movie. You know, you don't you don't like go and get whatever you want and then and then get permission from five different you know companies. Do you? Th- I mean, do you think the production got Pepsi money for this? No, I don't think they got Pepsi money for it, but I think they got permission from Pepsi to put a Pepsi on the bar. Uh, I think that, I don't. I think it's only if it's like a legi- like close call. I'd say if it's incidental, and this is very incidental, it may not matter. Uh, I'm pretty sure they. Well, you know, we'll, we can peep the credits. Uh, you know, at the end. <laughs> thanks to Pepsi. I I I'm, I bet you there is a I will thanks take that to. Bet. I will take that bet. Uh, th- I will take well, so let's let's ch- so Stoli's owned by um. The, uh, the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, yeah. Uh, I believe, I, oh, no, Stoli I think... was, they, they did a deal with Pepsi. That oh. was the big deal. Pepsi became the distributor of Stoli. That's really? why Pepsi briefly owned a, uh, a Soviet, uh, a Soviet there ship. There you go. See, it all comes together. And then, and then wait, and then who owns Tanqueray? Tanqueray is a Diageo. Diageo. I mean, Diageo is a very popular... Movie stocking, you know, I mean, Diageo works with. That's how they got so big. Yeah, that's how they got massive. No, there's a lot of like, I mean, James Bond movies have Diageo products in them, for example. Um, okay. Or at least recent ones do, as I know, because I have a bunch of screenshots of bars from recent James Bond movies. Um, it's a great, great sideline. A lot of details here. Um. So yeah, and then and then wait, and then uh, Pepsi is PepsiCo, so that one's gonna be. And then, uh, I'm just imagining, like, storage, back in the late 90s, uh, yeah. the PepsiCo brands, including Yum, uh, back then was the Tricorp, uh, which owned, of course, the famous restaurants, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, KFC, ah. and the many others, including uh, A&W, uh, and so on. They uh, did, like, you know, movie tie-ins for, like, the Star Wars movies, and I'm just, you know, it's, it's too bad they didn't have a You've Got Mail series of oh, Taco wow. Bell tie-ins. Oh, wow, so the... Um... It is. It is. It's a. It's a privately, or well, it's it's some combination of state and privately owned, it with it within Russia. So that's an interesting. Oh, wow, so that Russia, is. Yeah, I mean, I think Russia privatized a lot of stuff. It said Stoli, not so fast. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. So we, I wonder. I mean, maybe this was a consequence of the Pepsi thing. Because that's a very odd. Again, it's like very odd that you would. 
Yeah, Stoli, Stoli at like in the mid '90s was considered still like the like nice high end. The hot vodka. one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think this is a this is pre Grey Goose getting huge age. Sure, yeah. And that was the one that really broke the mold. Um, Only okay. shooting. Uh, what I want to talk about Grey the movie? Gooses break the mold. <laughs> I want to talk about the movie. What? Uh, let's talk about the movie. Uh, Nelson's. We Nelson's, have been talking about the movie. What are you talking? We're about? talking about the uh, the bar. What are you talking about? Uh, Nelson. Um, okay. Nelson. He's 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 been to the boat four times. Nelson's been to the boat four times. Uh, yeah, mother, um, nanny, nanny, nanny. Uh, I, I I'm not sure about that last one. Oh, uh, mother, mother, had, uh, nanny, nanny, Jillian. We had Lorette, the ballet dancer, yeah. also was Joe's nanny. Uh, then we had the ice skater, also Joe's nanny, and then finally Sybil, the astrologer. Oh, who's not necessarily a nanny. Not necessarily a nanny. I believe it would have been brought up. Yeah. Uh, which is to say, um, is Joe an only child? I believe he is. Joe appears to be an only child. Yes. I mean, I just he gives the vibe. Yeah. He's got that vibe. Um. And uh, it is said it is ironic. That um, he had first, he apparently cheated on Joe's mother with a nanny, and then cheated on his new partner with a, with another nanny. And well, then, so they use the word ironic. Yes. And is there is, is this a, is, there's this what I think is a running joke here, which is the the like they're misusing the word multiple times. They're using it in the traditional sense and not the Alanis Morissette sense. Uh, or the other way around, I thought. I mean, they're using it to describe a, um, you know, whatever, a, a, well, like it's, an, a, a funny circumstance, but not necessarily an ironic circumstance. Sure. I mean, there, there are many use of irony. There's dramatic irony. A dramatic irony is when the audience knows more than the characters. That is certainly not what this is. Not true. Yep. There is, I need the broad sense of irony. This is not what you would expect. And I think in this case, it is a bit of turnabout. And sure. the question is, is turnabout ironic because turnabout is not what you would expect? Cat chases mouse, mouse chases cat. I'd say, honestly, that is ironic. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, so the turnabout part is absolutely ironic, right? The, you know, nanny ran away with, or, you know, sorry, uh, wife ran away, you know, Jillian ran away with the nanny. Yeah. That is absolutely an ironic circumstance. Well, that's what he. That. that's what he's saying. He's saying, this is ironic, but he's not explaining it yet. And so listen. Nanny Maureen? Okay. Yes. And he says, that is ironic. Well, Jillian ran off with Nanny Maureen. Hmm. You got it. It's incredibly ironic. Confirmed. That's true. No other word for it. No other, no word, other for word for it. I mean, that sounds a little tongue-in-cheek, right? Where, you know, you're just like... They're, they're, at that point, I think they're, they're kind of, you know... They're just they're just riffing. Yeah, I think they're riffing on on you know on irony. No, he is saying uh, basically Nelson is talking to himself. Yeah, please no. Well, well, we had a little time warp there. We did, we did, we did. Uh, and uh, not my fault. I think it was your fault. No, it really wasn't. I think it was. Uh, we have uh, yeah. So Nelson is muttering to himself. This is ironic, but it is not something which Joe gets until he hears the punchline. 
Oh, okay. I thought... Oh. So I thought... It was Nelson is just saying it's like oh all these different women that I was with oh yeah and, and Joe is like oh that one was my nanny he says was what oh, that's ironic and then he says oh oh I see he's I just get it now to himself I get it yes Nelson is saying it's ironic because he he knows well there's dramatic irony there is uh, he knows something <laughs> Joe doesn't know he where yeah he knows that it's that the most recent one is 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 nanny related. In the opposite direction, and so he's already a step ahead. Okay, that, I didn't. It's yeah. classes. Uh, That's cl- great. It's yeah. classes. Uh, classic Judge One Seven. I don't need music. Classic. Yeah. Classic. What I have done, uh, so it has been done to me. Uh, and he went to Jerusalem and he died there. Hmm. Okay. Um, and I mean, in general, uh, when I watch this, this is the big punchline. I do not think this registered to me on either of my first two viewings back in 1998. Or when we screened this uh, last year, hmm. I, I mean the fact yeah. that it's it's subtle. It is incredibly subtle because I don't really remember Nanny Marine that well. It's like was <laughs> there is this Nanny character? The fact that there is this l- like weird line, I barely remember that. Well, and, and the them sitting next to each other at the party thing is just oh, that's like... a background gag. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't think, and I, I looked through after I realized this, I went into Twitter to see who is talking about this, and like the history of Twitter, there is like one tweet ever talking about the background <laughs> romance between Jillian and Maureen, which is just, I I would say, is that a failure of a movie? Something like not not really. The subplot was not bit into, but it is very, it's very uh, deeply well, <laughs> deeply nestled. It's not, I mean, yeah, you don't necessarily need to understand the details of what's going on here in order to understand the broader arc of, of you know, Nelson and Joe here. Uh, and all that really matters at the end of the day is that they're hanging out on a boat together and, and you know, in roughly the same situation, but with different, uh, different approaches to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the exact details. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, the, if you dig into the details, the fact that, you know, this whole... He got he got gotten in the same way that he's been getting is pretty funny. I mean, it's it's kind of funny to compare it to a different movie with background uh, homosexual romances, but one which actually I did pick up in the first time would be the Coen Brothers Miller's Crossing, mm. which actually completely in the background has two like a, a whole love triangle between a bunch of uh, gay characters, which is to say the Dane, uh, Mink Larui, and Bernie Birnbaum. And, like, it's very weird because it's oblique character references, but you kind of need to know it because they are kind of structural. Mm. Whereas this, this is a background, uh, you know, set of romances, which you don't pick up on at all. Uh. It doesn't matter. I think really only matters is the fact that, like, everyone's unhappy. <laughs> well, except for Jillian and Annie Marie. Well, we don't, we don't see, like, a lesser movie would have actually, like, Try to cut it in and like make it clear. You see them having like a, hear, a fun beach you, vacation or something. Yeah, you hear wedding bells uh, like ringing, and then and then like you a, get just like a circle inset <laughs> shot or something. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I mean, that's the the silent films would do that. It's it's good. You know, uh-huh. I think we need more of that. No uh, other word for it. Okay, what goes on here? Well, well, who's better than us? Father and son together at last. Good line reading. Who did you say you broke up with? Patricia, you met her. Would I like her? Just kidding, son. He got zinged. 
is this beautiful or what? I so I mean I wrote down Patricia plus Fox Senior could work together. <laughs> it wouldn't not work. Yeah, I mean I think you know they'd be a power couple. <laughs> it would it would be gross. Yeah, I mean yeah, from a I mean sure you know on the surface. But from a you from know a book selling standpoint, from a book exactly. This is right. You know, they are both they are both into you know ruthless business moves, and, and I both, think they're both appropriate amount of psychos to make yeah, it work. Yeah, I know. I think they I think they'd get along. Honestly, I th- I mean the age gap is if okay. So I believe in half your age plus seven. Nelson, uh, let's just look. Dab- Dabney Coleman. How old is he? What year was he born? Uh, well, yeah. it, that doesn't matter. The character is the age uh, of the well, character is what matters. It's it's, it's, a, it's the age of that. It's at least a place to start. Dabney Coleman, uh, born in 1932. So at this point, he was 65. So oh, 66. Sure. Uh, so half your age plus two would be something like 30. Plus seven. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I got my, my, my I got both brain. Uh, uh, 40. So just in general, about late 30s, 40 yeah. or so. Patricia and, could be late 30s. No, nah, Patricia's like like 32 tops. Uh, I, but, you know, she. so it's close. I think I think based on the fact that these are immoral elites, they can make it work. Hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, but I, I'd say, you know, it's Joe is not completely cut of the same cloth. He is, or is he? Uh, I he is. I mean, in what sense? The fact he kind of has maybe more conscious. Than, than, well, his his reaction is different, right? So in terms of, and also his 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 you know sort of situation is a little different. But like versus Nelson is basically like, I need to find something. You know, it's tr- <laughs> he just needs to. You know, it's like uh, just needs some companionship. Doesn't matter who it is, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Joe is like, you know, essentially, mm, okay, I just got out of something I really didn't like, uh, and now I am basically in the position of I need to figure out what I do like, and I need to actually make that happen um, in a more calculated way. Uh, because just finding someone is not sufficient for me to be happy. It is it is notable that you know although that being with uh, Patricia Eden uh, is I think pretty sensible from a business standpoint. None of Nelson's uh, you know romances were at were all business connected. related. Yeah, but, I mean this is of course is the '90s when he was younger. Nelson, it was more of a man's world. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think maybe just not open to him. Uh, so, so some random thoughts about this. Unless you, you have anything else you want to add right now? Uh, do, 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 do um, the legal hassle we talked about. Uh, three weeks living out of a suitcase. Um, what do we think? He's got two suitcases. Yeah, that is. First of all, that is true. Second, called so, the Goof Squad. So what's the three weeks about? This is. I mean, because she ran off. It's, or at least that's what he's saying. So what's? <laughs> okay, actually, yeah, I really just realized. <laughs> What is happening to Matthew right now? <laughs> he doesn't have his, his dad isn't take care of him. Doesn't have, like I would say okay, so Nanny ran off. Nanny's ran off. Like either so there is in the traditional is, sense is, is this a home alone uh, type of is maybe that was- a home alone situation <laughs> unless that the eloping couple took the kid with them, which adds a substantial amount of risk. And let's be very clear, Nelson does not care nor brings it up. He's not a great father. 
Oh, it's really good. Um, yeah, so there's that. So, yeah, the three weeks is weird because it's like, so what's going on with his normal living situation? Like, was he... Because she ran off. So what's... What is he lacking? Why can't he live where he normally lives? <laughs> I'm like, it's like ranting off means that she has formed new relationships, but because reasons she actually gets first dibs on the place on the <laughs> i guess he wants to avoid the legal trouble <laughs> i just have i think another Coen uh, brothers movie have you, you, you watched a serious man uh maybe yeah, you should uh but you know that was a man where his his wife uh finds a new relationship and he is forced to leave and live in a motel you know what happens sure uh, I just think I think he does it because it's simple. Yeah, I think it's just he he whether whether whatever the situation is, he just knows anything new. Three three weeks in the boat. Oh sure, yeah. it's a science. Which is you know it's 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 nice to get a sort of break from your normal routine, get out on the boat, um, think rethink things, and just have some space. Absolutely, uh, that's that's why Joe left. Exactly. So, okay, more right. stuff here. Well, but, but wait, I mean, Joe's wait. mechanic is pretty clear, which is that is like Patricia Eden is like she's she's going to be if he's leaving her, she is absolutely going to be the one that takes that apartment. <laughs> she she gets what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the role of marriage in this movie, there's a lot of lines I mean, it, a lot of lines about marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had this recent thing, Alicia marry her. Even though they are connected by this, their kid, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's something is more said about being married. We had this substantial scene the last in the last scene about uh, 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 Michael Badalucco's character saying, I need to marry a reet. You know, mm-hmm. He finds this thing about marrying a reed. Oh, sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, Kathleen Kelly is asked by Joe, are you married? And she says, not married, but eventually. Mm-hmm. And she is a huge fan of Jane Austen uh, in, a, in a book in which, you know, basically the, the daughters of this family are being married off. I, there's, there's kind of a weird line between of, like, the essential thread is marriage, like, marriageability in an almost feudal sense. Uh-huh. And and there's something, I guess, of if you were doing this, I mean, like, the, 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 there is a certain elite morality of freedom of the fact that, that like, you know, Nelson is just, he's, he's moving on. He's just you know, cranking him through. Uh, there is not the traditional sense of family hierarchies marrying into each other. Uh, because they are now this this kind of weird capitalist clan is destroying two family lines, the lines of the foxes and the Kellys. It's why is it destroying the foxes? Uh, well, I, well, I think that we see that you know Joe's heart is not in his business anymore. I mean, I guess kind of. Joe Joe is he's 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 fading away. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that that that, that uh, killer instinct anymore. All okay. I, I'm just saying, if this was, if the the headbutting of capitalism in this movie is destroying family legacies, it is definitely destroying the, the Kelly's family legacy. Uh-huh. 
if this was done in a in a more sensible way, which is to say kind of traditional feudal family bonds, uh, you could have had a happy ending in which they were married into each other and arranged marriage, which would have allowed them to just simply fold in the, the Kelly bookstore holdings into the into the Fox. Oh, plan. okay, sure. So you're suggesting that I think the movie is just it's 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 kind of ruining the fact we don't have arranged marriages. It's 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 wistful uh, wistful thinking for a time when that was the case. I it, it is it is strange how much the movie is these adult children who have no choice of what they do in their lives. Like that's sure. an unusual. Like most movies in modern times are about people who have independent adult lives. These are people in their mid to late thirties, probably older. Who are only like, basically bossed around by their living and dead relatives? It's odd. It's odd. Uh, there's lots of movies like that. Uh, n- name name four. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, that's not modern. I'd say that's uh, uh, quite a bit old. <laughs> um, modern movies where people are beholden to what their relatives want them to do, and not uh, not themselves. Yeah. Um. Um. ran off, and Annie Maureen. Up. <laughs> up. I, I mean, he became an independent balloon man at the at the at the zoo. He, he was a self-made man. Uh-huh. It's it's I, like I would say everyone is unhappy here. They're unhappy for the lack of freedom. What does Kathleen want? Kathleen wants to have a place where she finds meaningful relationships with people, finds a place in the world, uh, but instead she has to basically run a business. And, you know, Joe, he kind of, he wants to just get along, have fun, but also, I think, show proper filial duties. But to do it, he has to run a business. It's well, a- he has to, he has to, you know, be loosely involved with the business. <laughs> it's just a bit odd. It's just a bit odd to me. Um that's all right. That's kind of all I got for uh, it's the, yeah the the weirdly constrained lack of freedom and how this opens up into why everyone is so like hopeless here. There is like I think this the, there is actually like before kind of sad moments, heavy pathos. But I think honestly the movie works for this moment because it doesn't have that kind of easy weepy pathos. At this moment, you get this kind of sickly like. Man, life just life just sucks. Kind yeah. of pathos, and I yeah. think it really works. Yeah, which is you know we're we're poised for a some sort of uh, recovery and reconciliation from from here. So yeah, I guess in the, they checked off both boxes. You got the pathos, and then you got the sickly. You know. Oh yeah, yeah nice work. Very nice work. All right, um, should we transition into uh, a few of our favorite segments here? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, drink of the. Well, this one is going to be an exciting one. It is. Uh, so yeah, drink of the app. We got we got lots of things to choose from. I think we have, we have we have three things to choose. From. Three things to choose from. We've got uh, we got a Gibson. We've got a Gibson. We we've got, got a, a martini. martini. We got soup, and we've got soup, and we've got uh, you Pepsi. know decanter of likely whiskey. Sure. We've got Stolichnaya vodka. We've got triple tanks. I mean, to be completely Heineken. honest, we have two. We have two choices. It's okay. either Gibson or Martini. Gibson or Martini. Have we done a Martini in the past? Has there been any uh, Martini so action? So let's go through the the cocktail that was ordered by Patricia Eden 
was it was just a glass of it was a glass of Stoli on the on the rocks, right? Right. That's not a martini. Stoli on the rocks with a fresh yeah. glass. So not we've had no martini. No martini. So I say we do martini. I say we do martini. Because no. they're both martinis. I would say we do Gibson. They're both martinis. The Gibson is more special. It's more distinctive. And this is, as we always say, this is Nelson's hour. Can, that is true. Can we call it a Gibson martini? Uh, we can call it Gibson cousin martini. Gibson parentheses martini. I'll, I will say we'll do whatever the Wikipedia page is called. Uh, can I edit it first? <laughs> Uh, I will give you. I will in the next. I will check it in in uh, fifteen seconds. <laughs> if you manage to edit the title of the Gibson, page. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to risk doing that edit right now. Uh, um, but okay, so um, I would t- I would rather either Gibson or Gibson cocktail. Gibson parentheses martini derivative. It's not a derivative. Gibson. I'd say it's a cousin. Martini. Uh, greater than sign in terms of inheritance uh, you know showing some notion of inheritance martini uh, okay let's talk I give you I'll give you two choices you pick Gibson or Gibson cocktail uh, Gibson cocktail okay parentheses okay. martini it says in fiction uh, it does not list uh, does not list this. Uh, I, I I'm going to have to add. Um, you got oh, mail. Oh sure, yeah. For okay, sure. So that's been drink of the app. That has been drink of the app. All right. Um, then we've got uh, some other treats for you here. Uh, we're going to do uh, the hack hack of the app. That's right. I almost went straight to wear in the air, and that would have been a mistake. Been a disaster. Uh, so hack of the app. So uh, what problems do we have here? Uh, we have that Kathleen is moping. Yeah, we got the moping problems. Yeah, we got those ghosts. You need to figure out how to get how to, how to rid the empty shop of ghosts. That's not that's not anyone's problem right now. You know, she's <laughs> she's she's close enough. Uh, we've got let's see, we've got the the street gangs. I don't think they're threatening at all. Uh, Nelson is. Uh, I mean, does does Nelson have any problems now? It sounds like well, everything we've under got. Control. How do we help Nelson meet someone? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Because he, you know, he's got he knows what's going on. He's living for three weeks, have a suitcase. Yep. But he's got to meet someone. He's got to meet someone. And he's on a boat. I, I think this sounds like a, a pretty good hack. Okay. How do we? All right. How do we hack Nelson's boat dating life? How do we crack this hack? Crack the crack the boat hack. Um. Okay, so what should we assume about Nelson? Is he allowed to leave the boat, or is he now... Nelson can leave the boat. Or does his lawyer say, for, for legal reasons, please don't leave the boat? He can leave the boat. He prefers not to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so should he go to classic singles joints in, in New York, such as TJ Friday's? Uh, no, I think they should come to him. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, Which, should... as we know, is possible. With the the dockside uh, club, that's true. I mean, but that's that's kind of a 1980s sure. uh, fix. I would say we now have the power of email, which should be like what has been the the history of technology and data. First, you had the like the classifieds or the kind of people who want to meet. What do you, that's not classified. Classifieds. Uh, uh, yeah, the... that's part of the classifieds. Uh, the classified yes. section of newspapers went online. Sure. And then eventually you got dating sites. Sure. And then you got dating 
apps. Let's sure. a, let's imagine a different history that's more email centric or boat centric <laughs> or boat centric, where boat meets email. Uh, you know, love happens. What could you what, like? What possible you know protocols could could you enter here? Uh, let's see. So uh, you get like a randomly assigned address. Everyone gets a randomly assigned address. But by that, do you mean the address on a pier? Yes. Okay. And then people <laughs> so, get so that all all boaters all in boaters get an have an address, and they and they say you are directed to park next to each other. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is actually this so is kind of like, like a, a speed dating thing. Speed, <laughs> speed. It's a speedboat dating. Yeah. Speedboat dating. So you. <laughs> well, no, it's actually like the opposite of speed dating. Cause it's very slow to get boats in and out. So it's. <laughs> so, well, you have more time. Yeah. So here. So I. Yeah. So you. You. So bo- the boats rotate every night. And, and while you are asleep, the boats rotate okay. every night. Okay. And you wake up next to someone new, but okay. in your own separate boats. Yeah. You just go out and you. you, you and then you walk. Yeah. You walk outside in the morning. You know, go for a stretch or whatever yeah. on the top of the boat, uh, and meet the new person. So that's one option. Yeah. The other option is. You say, okay, it is tough to park and repark a boat. Uh-huh. Instead, you could have all of one's partners be lined up, stable, and then you go by slowly on your boat. Ooh, I like it. So then you just have, like, you a little boat tour. So you have a singles boat tour. Exactly. So anyone who is single just, like, flies like a flag on their boat. It's, you know, it's it's basically, uh, what, what do you call it, a flotilla? A flotilla, yes. Yeah. Is that the right name? <laughs> yeah, a fl- yeah. I mean, sure. Okay, it's a good name. Or okay. a boat. I mean, boat parade, if you'd like. Well, what's it? there's other names for that? Um, like a what? Like a I like, like flotilla. A, like it's a, a fleet. Uh, I mean, I was thinking uh, regatta is what I was thinking. A presage. I was thinking of a regatta. Okay. Uh, yeah. So okay, a regatta. A regatta is a race. A flotilla is uh, <laughs> yeah. this a is formation a of of. Uh, this is a race. A Let's race be for honest. love. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's um, a regatta. I do. Oh, do you notice the fox? Fox three and fox two are tethered to each other. That's father and son, baby. Yeah, there's actually a rope between them that connects them to each other. That's why Joe doesn't have freedom. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So there's. So it's a flotilla. It's a flotilla. Regatta. Flotilla. I'd, I'd say flotilla because Fro, it's a flotilla. Uh, it's a flotilla. No, it's a flotilla. Okay, it's a flotilla. So I think you have to decide here. I think if you are using a heteronormative, you know, kind of, you know, system, which would be what you would see in the late nineties, maybe. Uh, You would see New York. You would see you know either the men or the women be parked, and the other, you know, suitors go by. Would you? Would you? Would Nelson be parked, or would he be? I one don't of the think f- it's no, no, no. We're, I don't think we're. To, I don't think we're going to structure it that way. Oh, really? No, I think we're going to structure it. I mean, because take into account Nelson's situation, I think we are structuring it in terms of uh, the the people, um, titans of industry, and 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 mates. So no, I mean no, you know, no gender split. So when when you are, I mean, we are saying right now we think that we think that Nelson and Patricia would be a good match, and sure. they're both kinds of industry. That's true. 
So I think. Oh. I think, mm, mm, I think you, interesting. Okay. I think you're going to need to have at least uh, eight different models. Yeah. You know, it, it, like I'm trying. I think it's eight. It's going to be. Uh, I men, think first men seeking ha- women. No, I think women fir- seeking men. Okay. Uh, and let's just say those are it. But it would be Titan of Industry men seeking <laughs> Titan Industry woman. Yes. Titan Industry man seeking non-Titan Industry woman, uh, and vice versa. So then you you have everyone. You know, if I guess you would be you be yeah. T T T man. Yeah. Or T woman. Sure. And then T and then T and then Titan of Industry and then and then non. Well, what what's our label so for? There be there be four different processes. Yes. Um, okay, and well, what's the opposite of Titan Industry? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, uh, Prol. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so P. Yeah. So P. So it's like, so Titan. Yeah, Titans and and Proles. So I say in this case, Nelson would either say that he is he seeking a Prol or a Titan Industry. Uh, I think he's going to mix it up. You know, he's been with astrologers, with ice skaters, ballet dancers. Yeah, he's. Looking I, I think for he's roles. ready to move on. Oh, in an interior decorator for Caesar's Palace, he's ready for a Titan Industry. Ooh, okay. So I think he is now a well, so T-O-I-M-S-T-O-I-F. Nice. So twi- yeah, my original twi- suggestion twi- was you actually start with the Titans of Industry are actually forced to intermingle, and then if they don't find a match, it's it's kind of like an antibody situation where you, you like you want them to pair off with each other, but then if you don't, then they're kind of like these free radicals that roam around, and then others can, can claim them. Ooh. So, yeah. so basically they start off doing whatever they seek, but then they drop down if they don't pair off or i was just thinking first you just slam all the titans of industry together into one flotilla okay and then those that don't pair off are then scattered across the you know to to the other to the other pools i think you need to separate you know i think you have to nelson needs you need to optimize to get nelson paired off as quickly as possible exactly to another titan of industry exactly that's what i'm saying he would say I'm a Toimstoif. <laughs> and then and then you basically set him up and then suddenly a, a regatta or a flotilla yep. of 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 toys would, would, would race by <laughs> and then he would pick the one he wants happily ever after. Okay. And I this like one it. will work. It's this more of a process work. solution than a technical than a hack. But it happens but, on email. And, oh, but it all happens over email. Okay. Yeah. Well and no, it, we you know it happens on boats. But it's tracked over email, just like the blockchain. Yeah, basically every boat is a packet. Every boat is a packet. All right, we've solved it. That, that is been hack, hack of the app. All right, and then we just got to real quick do a little wear in the air. Uh, so this is where we take the where's eye view of these five minutes and the movie as a whole as a whole. Movie I, up I think we have point. another like 25 seconds. Uh, I know, I'm keeping time. I okay. That's what I do. I'm the timekeeper. Okay. Uh, so we are going to rate the movie as a whole as a whole. We're going to rate movie up until these, this point. We're going to rate these five minutes, and we're going to do it in that order. So starting with movie as a whole as a whole. Ready? Three, two, two one, one. Four, four and a half stars. stars. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Very good. Movie up until this point. Ready? Three, three two, two, one. one four, four and stars. a half. Four stars. Yeah, four. I'll go with four. All right. These five minutes. Ready? Three, two, one, four stars. Oh, there wow. Look at that. We were, we were a lot. obvious. Yeah. And that has been Where in, in the Air. All right. Um, exciting. Now we're going to do the contact info. Here's, okay. you, here's do a question and answer sound. 
You give me a prompt. I will answer it. I'll give you a prompt. You answer it. Ready? Three, two, one. I want to Twitter you at Earful of. I want to email you. Staff at Earful of Convoy.com. Or staff at Earful of Cocktail.com. Or staff at Earful of Cocktail.com. It's set up. It's now set up. It's now set up. We're good. Yeah. I want to go to your website. Earfulof.com. Good. Great. Very good. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. That we did that. We did good. Um and uh let's see. So other any other closing um arguments here? Uh, no, I rest my case. Let's just give a quick uh, summary of how you're feeling energy-wise. This has been... Uh, oh, it's good, I think, uh, honestly, it's I, good idea. you're sounding a lot more uh, refreshed than I thought you would at this time of night. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Remember, I had that Red Bull. Um, sure. So let's, let's, let's record a second up. Let's... Uh, well, let's... Uh, let's not, actually. Let's just do another, um, a quick another hour of analysis. Uh, that's uh, not a good idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, no, I'm feeling... I'm feeling uh, fine. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> Wonderful. I need to put just the version without the Ooh, uh, the music. Good. This is this is the appropriate episode to put this in. Yeah, it's it is a Pepsi app. This is a Pepsi Lo-Fi Radio. Oh yeah. yeah. I I feel so happy I saved this because no one else did. I'm just I'm just I'm just grooving. It's you got a groove. Yeah, I'm feeling about like this. I'm feel, I so I have only for the record I've only consumed about half of the. You know, not large, but you know, like a normal pour of bourbon here, and I've consumed only about half of it. So I, I it's, it's been, I've just been, it's been there to sip. It has not okay. been there to, you know, to, to well, consume. You have uh, three uh, minutes to consume the rest. Oh, should I just, should I just, uh, just, just, just down it here? It's like a low high hip hop and vacation. Amazing, well, you look it. amazing. Hey, let me go stargazing. beautiful. Addicted to good times like usual. Me sharing a Pepsi, that's doable. That's an IOU, if that's cool with you. All my cans are blue, I got plans for two. Don't sweat the little stuff, we'll make it through. It's a leisurely ending, but this feels so good. Yeah, celebrate Pepsi. You gotta celebrate Pepsi. This is the Pepsi cameo app. Yeah. We are, we are not endorsing Pepsi. You have to make it your own mind. We're not endorsing it, but we will say you have to celebrate it. I hear Pepsi is different. Don't sweat. Okay, uh, but yeah. uh, as we close out, yeah. as per usual. Yes, as per usual. <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> as per usual. Uh, celebrate Pepsi every day. Celebrate Pepsi every day. But, you know, no matter what time of day it is, whether it's early or late. Whether it's morning or night. Just like the postman delivers mail, sleet or snow. Email goes through even more than that. It makes it really puts the post office in shame. For fifty three years. For fifty three years, email has been has been working, and email will continue to work. What you do? What you do with it? Up to you. You know what you do with the email? It's uh, it's up to you.
just took you out of the computer. And I turned my head and I said, you couldn't be cuter, but you're out of the computer. Because you're the world's worst slacker, and I'm the world's greatest hacker. I know, you are a hooker. You're out of the computer. Became the world's greatest surfer. Now you're.